you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The Around the NFL podcast is loyal to football. That's right. Welcome to another episode of the Around the NFL podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal, sitting in a totally empty room. There's like no heroes here. I don't even know if I count as a hero today without Mark and Dan. But it's a different sort of show today. It's an extra bonus episode. Uh, We're very excited to welcome the fantasy footballers uh, to the NFL media family. They're doing an extra dynasty podcast as part of the NFL podcast. So we're going to have them in here. Little quick get ready for the season fantasy cram session with the fantasy footballers in just a minute. But since I'm here taping uh, on a Friday afternoon, I figured we would hit news very quickly of what we saw Thursday, get you ready for the weekend. Again, it's a little bonus extra mini sode. And I got to start with uh, Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Just some takeaways from the Preseason games, a little bit of news. We get to the fantasy footballers. We get you out of here in about 30 minutes. Richardson is just crazy. Anthony Richardson is box office. I've never been more surprised to look at the box score at the end of a game and see how poorly uh, Anthony Richardson looked in that box score. I know it was 6 for 78 yards. It sounds ugly. He had some rushing yards. But if you watch that game, you saw so many special attributes that I just can't wait to watch the Colts this year. He made three or four beautiful passes. He made three or four really head-scratching passes, but it's the running ability uh, that gets you really excited. He is so smooth running, but he's built like Derrick Henry, and they showed a little of what they're going to do, and I'm just so happy he got drafted by Shane Steich, and I can't wait to watch Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Reminds me a little bit of uh, Josh Allen coming out as a rookie. But to me, because of the pocket presence, and you saw that in this game, that's the one thing about Richardson that's different than most raw rookies. He is really natural in the pocket, buying time and moving around. I think he's going to make good decisions. I think he's going to miss a lot of passes. Uh, But this game actually got me more excited to watch Anthony Richardson. And we're going to talk with the fantasy footballers 
uh, a little later of what you should do with him in fantasy drafts. Otherwise, not a lot to take out of that Colts-Eagles game. Tanner McKee might get the backup job there. I doubt it. I think Marcus Mariota makes that team. They keep three quarterbacks. The Steelers and Falcons also played, and as the Falcons broadcast crew uh, wanted to remind everyone, the backups played for the Falcons, and it was hilarious because the Steelers starters just made them look like they shouldn't even be in the NFL. It was 17-0 before the first quarter was over, 24-0 in general, and my only takeaway here is like Steelers aren't going to go cheap in your fantasy draft. And next week, when you get all the NFL.com predictions and you see all the season predictions from everyone, they are that team this year that a month ago maybe would not have gotten as many predictions to make the playoffs as they will right now. They're going to be that buzzy hype team that Mark's been talking about all offseason. He was first on that train, but they've just had a perfect preseason. Five possessions, five touchdowns. That's outrageous. Just a little bit of news to clean up uh, before we get to the fantasy footballers. Jonathan Taylor, uh, we know he's available. We know he might get dealt by Tuesday. That's supposedly the deadline on this move. The Dolphins seem to be the team that's really making a push. The, the reporting in Miami from Barry Jackson and others at the Miami Herald is like they have made a real offer. They are trying to get this done. And I got to say, uh, looking at that kid Hall, Evan Hall for the Colts, looked pretty good. Uh, as a as a running back in place of Jonathan Taylor, maybe they'd feel a little more confident making that move. I think it's more likely uh, than I really ever expected that Jonathan Taylor does get moved by Tuesday. There have been a couple trades, and we mentioned the first two Cardinals trades on our show on Thursday with Dan and Mark, uh, but there was another one. After we stopped taping, Josh Dobbs is a quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, and it was for a, a late-round pick swap, a fifth for a seventh. That's nothing. And yet, Josh Dobbs might end up starting at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. He might start in week one, which is crazy. He knows the system. Uh, he had his uh, coach in Cleveland last year is now the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. He might start later in the season. And I do worry a little bit about Mark's boy, Colt McCoy. He has uh, a little over $2 million guaranteed coming to him this year. But bringing in Josh Jobs, unless you want to keep Colt McCoy around, as kind of the coach slash player slash mentor that it's good to have in the room, uh, it wouldn't totally shock me if Colt McCoy was cut before the season starts and Josh Dobbs is your number one starter. Or if Clayton Toon, the fifth-round rookie who hasn't even looked that great but hasn't looked bad either in the preseason and is still getting first-team reps alongside Colt McCoy, ends up starting. So that is a total mess that the Cardinals are possibly getting a starter for a late-round pick swap just before the season started. Finally... Terry McLaurin, we learned he might not be ready for the start of the season. That is really worrisome. Turf toe just freaks me out whenever that happens. And just a little bit of an update on the Jerry Judy hamstring injury since we last taped. Uh, he is going to be out several weeks, which puts week one very much in doubt for Judy. That gets you caught up, I think, on everything that's happened since we last taped. We're going to get the fantasy footballers in here in just a minute. Uh, some last-minute prep to get you ready uh, for your fantasy draft. But before uh, we do that, just a reminder, Dan announced it on Thursday. We're not doing the special music today, are we, Randy? No special music today. We got Randy Chavez uh, behind the glass today stepping in for Eric. We don't need special music when I'm here. I'm the special music. Uh, but NFL Plus uh, is where you can get all your live uh, 
local games. You can get primetime games. But more importantly, you can get us a couple times a week. We are going to be doing two NFL Plus shows a week starting during the season. Uh, we're going to be looking back at one of the best games of the week. We're also going to do some of the segments uh, that you love uh, that we've done over the years every Thursday. You get Game Pass with it. You get... Uh, the live games, as I mentioned, you get Red Zone, you get NFL Network. Uh, it's all there on NFL Plus, and we do appreciate. A lot of you guys uh, reached out and said uh, you're already picking it up for us. Try to keep us employed. We have families to feed. And with that, we're going to take a little break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. All right, we are back I am uh, excited about this one. It's a different vibe. It's a different Chris Wesseling podcast studio today. I am outnumbered. I am outnumbered by the fantasy <laughs> footballers. Uh, I happen to look at like the iTunes ratings. I'm sure you guys do this sometimes. What? I, I would never. Fun. No, you would, I would never look <laughs> and, at that. What and, was at the top? <laughs> and if this is their time of year, but really any time of year, I looked at the ratings and the fantasy footballers podcast was number one on the sports rating. So uh, we're really excited uh, to have him. Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, 
and Mike Wright are here. They're doing uh, a new podcast with NFL Media, uh, which is the Fantasy Footballers Dynasty podcast. I believe you're taping one of those today, too. And that's already started getting going. Um, but we're going to talk regular fantasy, dynasty fantasy. Uh, welcome. I don't I don't even know who to say welcome to. There's too many. Of we're them. happy to be here. It's exciting. Everyone's undefeated in the uh, fantasy football world, so they're all listening. And it's kind of like it's like a new relationship here with the yeah. NFL. Everyone's trying to like look right, you know. Everyone comb their hair nice. It's like a first date sort of vibe. Like the real, <laughs> the real vibes will come out like after like oh, six no. months we, or something. Should we expect? Like, something? Yeah, I'll just stop combing my hair. Uh-huh. Just, ah, okay. It'll just get ugly. Yeah, I've got makeup on. So, <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so I'm trying to put my best foot forward here. <laughs> that that is exciting. So that's Jason. I, I guess it's gonna be hard for you guys. Uh, who are listening, but to my left, if you happen to check us out on, on social or YouTube, uh, is Mike, right? And we yep. got Andy on the far right, and we got Jason got here. And it's your time of year. I used to work at Roto World, and so I know August is kind of the um, craziest time, <laughs> the most stressful time, but also the, the most fun time. It's, it's when you where you make your money. Yeah, yeah. August is when everybody comes back. All the, you know, we do the show year round, but in August, all the casual people, the people in their home leagues, their work leagues, they all flood back and like, oh, I gotta, I gotta prepare for my draft. It's so much fun, but it's so much work because the content doesn't write itself. You know, once the season kicks off, it's like, we're just talking about what happened or what's about to happen. Now it's like, we've got to, we've got to talk about so much. It's crystal ball time. It's yeah. time to look into the future. Like, who's the best out of you guys? Is one of you better at fantasy? Than well, are, how do we, def- <laughs> how yeah, do we define I would just that. define it by who's the most recent champion in our main league. Oh. That's, that okay. would be... Would, not a total do, amount. I would no. do total championships for our league of record. Okay. That's how I would do it. Yeah, and I would do recent, current... <laughs> so basically, Andy's champ. the worst. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right in the middle. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to talk today. I You guys are doing the Dynasty pod, and uh, the most intense fantasy league I ever was in with the best competition what was a dynasty league back in the day and for our listeners that don't do dynasty that's that's a league where you it's a keeper league where you basically keep your players forever and you have rookie drafts and everyone has different variations so that is going to be a really cool podcast i thought we would maybe structure our conversation today uh around rookies because rookies are kind of the, the lifeblood of dynasty but so we'll talk redraft and dynasty but just Coming off last night, for instance, Anthony Richardson looked great. That, to me, is like the maybe the number one question with uh, the rookies, certainly the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I'll start with you, Mike. Just sure. like what, Dynasty-wise, I'm curious, too, but, but redraft. Now that we know he's actually playing week one, like where is he on your, like, Lamar Jackson as a rookie uh, to Trevor Lawrence as a rookie continuum? <laughs> Well, that that's that's interesting because yeah, I mean, because like uh, Lamar, not enough people took high enough in their fantasy. Right, well, he was ultimately uh, under undervalued. So his sophomore or sophomore year. Yeah, right. it was like the if you're comparing rookie Lamar, right. That's more of how I think that the Anthony Richardson, mm. uh, his first year is going to go. I think it, I think it's going to be tough, like for him to translate that uh, inaccuracy that he had in college. He just. He's he is a raw prospect, but I mean the all the tools are there that you especially for fantasy. Like if if you're in fantasy, you should be hyped for well, like how high? What how high? In uh, so if we're talking redraft, I think his ADP he's going like quarterback eleven. I think right around eleven. I think that's it's fine. The the hard part for Richardson though is like, are you going to get rookie Cam Newton 
yeah. or are you going to get rookie Lamar? Which Lamar? That would have been I'm, a better pull. I'm not talking games played, but like Lamar, once he finally started, it was he won games for for the Ravens, mm-hmm. but it was not pretty. The the fact that Lamar went from that as a rookie to the MVP the next year w- was pretty absurd. So I'm on the side of. I I'd like taking him in redraft, but you have you almost have to have a backup plan. And I don't want to leave my draft usually with two quarterbacks. If I'm, of course, I'm in a single quarterback league, so that's where it, it becomes. Really? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's be- the Geno Smith plan. Geno, yes, that, they, that's that's really what it has become on our show. Anthony Richardson and Geno Smith pair perfect together because I, I I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Anthony Richardson to get good. If you look at like Josh Allen's rookie year, and he's he's probably the 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 best comp because he was very inaccurate as well, but a physical sure. freak. And and the first half of his rookie season. He didn't run that much. He wasn't good for fantasy. Got injured after the bye week and he came back. Oh my gosh, he he was so good for fantasy. And I think the second half of the year for Anthony Richardson will be good. I think he's talented. But Geno Smith costs you nothing. You can get him late in the draft as your second quarterback. And then I believe he opens the year with the uh, the Rams and the Lions as matchups. So it's like, yes, please. I'll start Geno those two weeks while we wait and let Anthony Richardson kind of figure out NFL speed. This is the friendliest Geno Smith podcast on the planet. The, so. These yeah, two guys are, like are just like yeah. fully in the Geno Smith camp. Yeah, um, yeah he's the, the most accurate quarterback last year. Yeah. As, as you can see. I <laughs> mean, for me, it was more like a, a seven to eight year long I wouldn't call it a bit because I believed it uh, <laughs> that they did him wrong and that he was better than everyone. That like for that to come, it is fruition, weird that that's you guys true. Know, you're in your ninth or tenth season doing oh, the podcast. That is essentially my version of winning the Super Bowl is just making my co-host miserable talking about Geno. <laughs> nice, yeah. That's I mean, great. to get back to the rookies, like you, you talked about the accuracy. Like Justin Fields' rookie season sure. wasn't one to watch. Right. I mean, and even players like Andrew Luck, bad accuracy as a rookie. Uh, you're hoping to roll the dice and get a better than average quarterback at that stage in your draft, because you—that's you, how you win, right? The the value quarterback that has a high upside, trying to cash in on the the rushing prowess. You're making that bet, and at least you don't have to spend up on Richardson. Um, it'd be nice if Jonathan Taylor was behind behind him and and running interference, so he doesn't have to do everything. Yeah, yeah. almost like. You're hoping for you're hoping for Cam Newton, but like if you got like RG 3s rookie year, sure that was that was pretty that awesome, was pretty good off the top too, yeah. and and good passing. I guess mm-hmm. I, I probably would be that person that takes him early because I just man, it's just sort of the eyeball thing watching yep. him run the ball. Yep. That is there like a fifty percent chance he breaks the all time record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a season? Maybe that's high. Well, you, you, you guys think that's high? Is- I think that's pretty high. I don't know. Fields is still playing. <laughs> I guess you have to like keep, you have to hold on to the ball and make first downs, and you have to score points on paper to get there. But just the actual running ability and the willingness to do it, I to me, he could be better than Fields. Yeah, why and, not? And that's the magic sauce for fantasy. Like if you right. can run the football, you're going to overlook the accuracy numbers as yeah. a rookie. You're going to overlook, you know, the total yardage because you run the football. It's a cheat code. So you take him way ahead of uh, Young and Stroud, even in Dynasty. Oh yeah. yes, uh, I do. Yeah, I think so. I, I think because you're you're shooting for for league winning upside at the position over a long duration. I mean, the people that ended up with the Justin Fields in Dynasty or Josh Allen in Dynasty, I you know you're not aiming for middle of the pack. So I, I would. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I think it. Bryce Young's going to be a good pro, though. I mean, I, I think that's going to come to fruition. Yeah, but. I'm I'm a Stroud guy. 
I had, okay. I had C.J. Stroud as my number one quarterback, and it's going to take him in dynasty. In dynasty, yeah, in, in dynasty, just because like I I like taking the shot on Anthony Richardson. I think it's it's a good bet because if it pays off, versus if Stroud pays off, he's like top three is probably not there. He can just be like a top ten type of guy with with regular consistency, where Richardson could be a top three fantasy quarterback. But I'm more on the side of we got a long way to go before that happens. Yeah, I enjoyed watching that game, and my son's there watching, and I'm just like, man, this guy's going to change the league. And then I looked at the box score was after six the game. Was 17 or 17? I was just like, how, did, how is that possible? I swear <laughs> that's the best player I've ever seen. So you might yeah, get a little bit of yeah. that. In my mind, maybe he's like a, he could have a Daniel Jones type of season. Like Daniel Jones had about as little as you could ask for last year. Right, passing, yeah. And it, yeah. still enough running to make up for Let's talk the running backs. Um how high do you go with Bijan Robinson? I was sort of on the corner that because we did a fantasy show last uh, week. We're, we're not experts. We do like one big show a year. Now two big shows a year. Now that we got you guys here, uh, and I, I, I was surprised he's going at the end of the first round. To me, like that, there has to be a chance that he's RB one at the end of the year on that team. So to me, that gives him like a maybe after McCaffrey, he's a top five. Uh, overall type of pick. Is that too excited? No, that's not too excited. He's so good. He's, I mean, he's like, obviously he's, he's one of the best talents, one of the best prospects we've seen in a long, long time. And every step of the way, he just keeps like proving it. And, you know, it was like he was supposed to be when he came into college, then he dominated, then he was supposed to be drafted highs, top 10. Then you, you look at him at camp, he's dominating, making these absurd plays. Then you see him in the first preseason game, you're like, he's just different than everybody. And and when I look at fantasy, it's like, okay, yeah, there, there are other more known commodities that are still great players in the first round. I don't have any problem if you want to say, I'd rather have Nick Chubb because he's such a great running back and I know what I got. But I think if you said, who has a higher chance to be the number one overall consensus pick in next year's draft yes. is, is Bijan. Bijan yeah. has a good chance to be next year's number one. So let me draft him before he's next year's number one. Uh, I, you know, I don't have any problem with anybody who would take him one-on-one in this draft. Woo. Personally, he's probably – I wouldn't take him over Justin Jefferson or Christian McCaffrey, but – He's in debate he, he right was, there at three. He was drafted in Jason's heart long ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Number we, one overall. We have a, a a special audio drop on our on, on the Footballers Main podcast called the Bijan Minute uh, because Jason has just been salivating. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he works the, him into every well, show. He also yeah. got drafted by the Falcons. Yes. He yeah. also got drafted by a team that took over an offensive line that was like, that's the bad part of their team. And then by the end of last year, people are talking about like Chris Lindstrom might be the best guard in the league and they're giving out extensions and they have all their guys back. So it's, it's maybe the best running attack in the league. And you yeah, add up to it that. was, it was bizarre that the Falcons looked at their team. Like we really need to upgrade at the running <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, you know, you got the rest of your team that you should probably worry about. And you have a rookie that just broke your, your rookie record for your team on the ground. I, I think part of it is just a confidence in like, you know, obviously winning football teams, those running backs end up with great scoring opportunities. Bijan's mm. going to get so many touches, but McCaffrey's on a team. We have more confidence in their, you know, their win loss record. Eckler, more confidence in the win loss record. Um, you know, Bijan's going to have so many chances and you hope the passing game work is there and the ball is relatively near him when it comes off of the hand of <laughs> right. Desmond Ritter. I mean, I'm last year I went to bat for Kyle Pitts. And then I have turned on uh, on yeah, that take have. because 
it just became a relentless exercise in watching a man get open and then watch the ball not land. Ne- and he's got a wingspan. He can get out and get the ball, and they still couldn't throw him. The, you know, they couldn't. Mariota couldn't get it near him. It, it became very difficult to watch that. And so, that was hard as a, even as a as, father who suggested to his daughter to draft Kyle right? Pitts. And like oh, every no. week, I'm just like, just keep him in your lineup. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be was open. I mean, for, pretend fantasy points, he led the league in ones that should have happened. But it, it's hard. And so it, it, this is me finding some reason to dislike Bijan would just be, you know, Tyler Algier broke the rookie record for Atlanta running mm. the football of 150, 175 chances this year. You know, do you miss an opportunity here and there for Bijan around the goal line on a team that doesn't have as many? I don't know. Jason would never concede a point. Uh, but, but Right. We, the we, interesting thing to me, and this is where I'm showing my age in terms of when I was writing fantasy and into fantasy, is is Bijan versus Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams. And people are just smarter now to take wide receivers that yeah. high. It took like... 10, 15 years for people yeah. to, to catch up to that. That I could understand that argument, but to me, he's he would be my no longer than RB2, so I'm, I'm with you, Jason. Uh, where where would Gibbs be, Jamar Gibbs be? Mm-hmm. And is he definitely just thinking dynasty too? I just assume Bijan's sort of the 101 uh, right now, but is Gibbs definitely the second running back in this class? And then where is he, you know, more importantly for people drafting redraft? Sure. Uh, it's Dynasty, easily the, the running back, too. Okay. He, I think in most drafts, it was, if you had 102, it was a little bit of a difficult decision. Do you take Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver Woo. of the Seahawks, or do you look and be like, man, I really have a running back need, and Jameer Gibbs... Or was, Richardson. Was, Am I crazy? He wasn't going up? No, he, no not in, in a, in a two-quarterback, okay. yeah, it, it, for sure. But, but Gibbs is just, because his magic power is catching the ball and if we get the workload that they wanted for DeAndre Swift they just couldn't keep him on the field if you actually get that you're talking 60 plus receptions 120 something carries and even though David Montgomery is there Jameer Gibbs is just he is a truly truly special player you look at the rookie season for Alvin Kamara when he had Mark Ingram. Right. And both those players in that rushing offense were top fantasy options at running back. And that's the template that you set out for Jameer Gibbs, in my opinion, because, you know, this is going to be a really good offense. He's going to have tons of opportunities. And for a dynasty longevity, like the running back position in dynasty is almost a mirage that you'd have a guy you could lock in to your lineup. You think you do, you put them in there, and then you wait like two years, and then you're like, they disappear. But if you catch the ball, you know, Kamara's been relevant for this is his seventh season. Eckler, longevity there mm-hmm. that we have confidence in. You know, you can't put him ahead of Bijan because Bijan's going to catch the ball too. But Jameer Gibbs is high draft capital. Well, especially this year, they want to they want to prove everyone wrong that it was a bad pick, that they reached for the pick. And the way they talk about Oh, yeah. No doubt. Like, no doubt. That, that celebration that, at the draft? Right. That could, Holy crap. That could be something in terms of opportunity. And I'm not a David Montgomery believer in general, so to me he'll just be kind of He's mediocre, solid. and that'll that'll help Gibbs get more. Do you have a strong uh, number three, Jason? A uh, strong number three for rookie okay. running backs. So coming into the draft, my number two wasn't Gibbs. Uh, before mm-hmm. the NFL draft, it was Zach Charbonnet. I just yes. absolutely – Freaking think he's so good. Um, he can he can catch the ball. I like you the best because we agree the most. <laughs> yeah, he, he can catch the ball. He can move the pile. Unfortunately, 
stupid Pete Carroll oh got to ruin things for fantasy football and take him because you've already got Kenneth Walker. You ruined Let us two good that, players. Uh, it's great for the Seahawks. Seahawks fans, I'm happy for you. Um, no, we're not. I, well, no, you're I'm not. No, I'm lying. I am lying. I'm not actually happy for you. I'm very selfish and upset. Um, but he is still the guy that I, I think I leave in that spot just based on talent. So there's not a clear number three to me. Mm. Because at number three, you could go a lot of different ways. Um, Kendra Miller is you know, a, a player that I think is, is worthy of that spot. There's you know, so many great running backs that I like this this season um, at the rookie position. I've one been that, a big one that just went down that you I love. I was going to say I've been a big fan of Devon A. Chain. Uh, he's small, and so he gets knocked for oh, he'll, he's going to get injured, and then and then he gets injured, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I shouldn't have gone in on the small guy. <laughs> but Gibbs is a small guy too. He's he's under two hundred pounds. He is. He's he's not A. Chain small, but he is a bit smaller. I um, Tank Bigsby. So I've got a yep. take here, and this is where you know you combine the. Real football, mm-hmm. fantasy, and I think they drafted Zach Charbonnet because they don't really see Kenneth Walker as that guy. So this is one of those things. I try to wait to look at average draft position until right before we do this show because having worked in the industry and stuff, like some things will just seem weird to me. And seeing Charbonnet go so much lower than Walker, I look at their two profiles and I think like they partly drafted Zach Charbonnet because Kenneth Walker is not really that dude because he's not consistent in terms of like getting four or five, six right. yard carries that Pete Carroll likes. And he's not that guy on passing downs. And so I look at that situation and this would be my tip and you guys could disagree that like to me, Charbonnet's at the end of the year, I would guess is one A and Kenneth Walker Ooh. and one B. And you guys are right that it's kind of a drag that it, they bring each other down, but especially because Walker might get hurt anyways, it would not surprise me, especially in week one with Walker having missed a lot of time that Charbonnet is getting a lot of work on a, on a pretty good offense. Yeah, it, it's really it's it's scary for Kenneth Walker because like w- so when we do our rankings, we don't just like make a list of guys and order them and say I like this guy more than that guy. We actually stat out every single player on every single team and let what we believe the actual projections for the season are going to be dictate what our rankings are. And th- I have those guys ten spots apart. They're not that far mm. apart in my actual statistics. And the reason is because for fantasy, the two most valuable things are catching the ball. And scoring touchdowns, and those are those are what Zach Charbonnet does. You know, Kenneth Walker's going to break off some awesome runs. Um, you know, he'll yeah, be highly plays. efficient, big plays between the twenties. But if they get down by the goal line and they put Charbonnet in, that's going to hurt Kenneth Walker a lot. And if you're in a two minute drill and it's it's Charbonnet, I mean Charbonnet's so good. I, I'm <laughs> I, I just love him. Yeah, the Kenneth Walker. Do you is, two want to be alone? Yeah, or yeah we need to take out of here. Uh, it's. It's a it's a real wild card because Walker, he I agree he had some inefficiencies of, like you often get zero yards right at the goal line, wasn't very efficient did get did not get in a lot, despite the fact that I think he had a hundred percent of uh, Seattle's goal line carries throughout the entire season you would have expected more touchdowns, but he does have home run ability and the Seahawks are just a real wild card of we had. This exact same team, this exact same head coach. Year just a few years ago, you had Chris Carson, basically one of the last picks of the NFL draft, yeah, and had himself a really strong season. You're like, oh, Chris Carson, this this looks great. He's interesting going into next year. 
I bet Seattle addresses real needs on this this team elsewhere. The offensive line is a no first round Rashad Penny, mm-hmm. and it was well now everything history has told us first round running backs succeed. Like first round rookie running backs are almost always not just good, great for fantasy football. And then Chris Carson kept the job, so that's the real wild card of. A lot of the beat reporters out of Seattle, they're all saying it, it's still going to be Ken Walker's job. He 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 missed some time. He had a he had the groin injury, right? Yeah, ah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> my groin. He uh, so he had an issue, but he came back and he went right back into to being number one. There was no like, well, maybe Charbonnet is going to get the first. No, it was it was back to Ken Walker. So at his ADP, I think it's risky and fragile, mm. but the upside is still tremendous. Even though I'm I'm with Jason of. Like we were both very infatuated with Charbonnet throughout the draft process. Yeah, the Seahawks are always throwing curves. They're, uh, they're well, always up to no good. Tom, I remember Thomas Rawls. Oh yeah, Rawls. oh yeah, yeah. He uh, you know. rambled his way to some success for a <laughs> right. for a year. Before we let you go quickly, we'll talk receivers, uh, but we'll go through it quick. We got to like look the fantasy footballers. This is their time of year? They're doing a fantasy show with. I think they're talking with uh, Marcus and mm-hmm. Florio yep. on our fantasy show and then they're doing the fantasy footballers uh, dynasty show which everyone uh, should check out. Do you just have a favorite between Addison Flowers, JSN, I guess we could throw Quentin Johnston in there but I feel like just where he is on the depth chart maybe he's not quite in that tier mate. Maybe even Jaden Reed who's a, probably a he's week gonna one, have great opportunity. starter like yeah. do you have a do, do you have a favorite rookie? We'll go around and start with Mike. It's Zay Flowers okay. for me. I mean I, Jordan Addison's a really close second for me, but what my belief in the the transformation that the Ravens offense will see with Todd Monken as the offensive coordinator not only going into 11 personnel, not only going into a more pass heavy offense, but also up-tempo, which is the complete opposite of what we've had for the Ravens, you know, uh, in the last whatever, forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested in what their offense is going to do. And then the fact that you, Lamar's being drafted as a top five quarterback, justifiably so, and Zay Jones, or Zay Flowers is his wide receiver one, but he's going in like the ninth round. Mm. So it's, it's a weird thing of looking at the ADP market of well, if this is going to be a great prolific quarterback one, top five quarterback, it would stand to reason. Of course, Mark Andrews is the number one target, but like the wide receiver one, if you can figure out who it is, it could be absolute fantasy gold. And what Zay Flowers has put on the field in preseason, that's my training guy. camp too. He's yeah. one of those guys at the reporters. There, people are whispering, whispering. Uh, yeah, I agree. Look, uh, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Sure. JSN is still the, at the top of my list. Just even with, what if he misses four weeks? Well, I'm, I'm taking the long view here. He's the most talented of the players. Uh, yeah, he's going to okay. have. He's one of those players that I think people want to find. You know, Metcalf and Lockett still talented, still on the field, but uh, talent wins out in the end, and that's the challenge of these. Like, you know, even like Charbonnet, for example. Like, he's going to get ranked someplace at the beginning of the year. But fantasy championships might be one over the last ten weeks or the last eight weeks of the year. So his his fantasy ranking now versus what his value his value is at the end of the year mm-hmm. it changes. I still think JSN got drafted there for a reason. Mm. This is a player that you know Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson heralded as as better than they were at Ohio State. So I I still think at the end of the year and in dynasty format he's the guy I'd prefer. Yeah, for me it's it's pretty easy. If this if we're talking about a dynasty league, it's JSN. Yeah, he is the best player. Yeah. Uh he's a special, special talent. But if we're talking about redraft, is Jordan Addison. 
you you have he's so talented. He he reminds me a lot of Devonta Smith, a smaller guy, but just completely ready for the NFL. Such a good route runner, Bolitnikov Award winner, really talented player. But then he goes to an opportunity this year for redraft where it's like you you have a pass happy offense with a bad defense where Adam Thielen, who just ran the third most routes of the last decade, is gone. And and it might take him a week or two to like get into that role. Maybe he starts third on the depth chart week one, week two. But I love Jordan Addison this year. I think he's going to finish the season helping people win championships. You remember when Justin Jefferson was the yeah, yeah the, <laughs> he's a waiver wire for a couple, yeah. for a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm a, I I like Addison a lot just the way he moves and Flowers. I can't really decide. I can't decide between those two. But it's it's crazy how wide receivers how that's changed. Why where, not both? Sure. <laughs> right. Like rookie wide receivers used to come in the league and they would always get overdrafted in fantasy. That was one of those things that like we'd trot out on our like column right before the season yep. of like tips and stuff like that. And like football changes. That's mm-hmm. no longer the case. If anything, uh, they show up even better. One one last thing, though, just as someone who's been in a podcast for a long time with a couple of other guys, like how do you guys keep the relationship fresh? You know, oh, mm. you know, just take your time. You, or do you all like hate each other now? No, no, we 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 really we get along. I mean, I think yeah. that's part of the the secret sauce of our. Uh, we just are who we are. We've been friends for a decade. We've worked together in a former business, and and uh, mm. you know, I think we give each other enough crap. That yeah. that's what keeps the love alive. It's yeah, just, I mean, we don't pull any punches. No. Uh, all of our biggest it, actual fights in our lives, mm-hmm. interpersonally, have been around Jason's bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you want. If if it's not getting personal, then yeah. if it's just about the takes, that's yeah, yeah that's so it's good. not too bad. Yeah. No, I, I think Jason's right. We we can give each other crap all the time, but you can all all three of us can handle it. When, yeah. when you're like, oh yeah. I deserved it that yeah. time. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that's you, fantasy. That was justifiable. Yeah. I feel like ours, we just we just ride the roller coaster. There's that's gonna, right. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Um, but the Fantasy Footballers are uh, a great podcast to check out. A lot of you probably are uh, already checking out, but they have a new one uh, with NFL Media, too, called the uh, Fantasy Footballers Dynasty Podcast. So you can check that out. We're happy to uh, have yeah. you aboard. And... Uh, We'll get to some time free food maybe up in the in the. In All the right, habit. we had some tasty burgers already. There we go. There you go. All right, uh, and uh, that's it for this week. This was a extra little bonus episode. We will be back. On Monday, recapping all the preseason action, and then the wheel really starts yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have our, our, be fun. our around the AFC, NFC next week. We start previewing uh, and giving award predictions, season predictions, so it really starts going next week. Uh, until then, uh, for Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, Mike Wright, I'm Greg Rosenthal. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 